Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our GYST podcast, where we help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another edition of your favorite podcast, the GYST podcast, also known as Get Your Shit Together. Oh, my man, Combo chimed in. Oh, I like Appreciate that. you, player. Uh, so, welcome, everyone. My name is Rohit Rohila. And Kyle Reed. Today's episode is all about spending money irresponsibly. But before we get to that, before this episode, we got some news. Amit Bhardwaj, who has been a tremendous value to this podcast, uh, came in and let us know that right now, a GYST podcast just isn't a part of his overall plan. Uh, he came in, talked to us, and all of us were just, we we're happy for him. Because as Kyle said, he made that decision based off his happiness and not circumstances. And so, love the guy. He's been a huge part of this uh, for, for many, many I think probably about 100 episodes or so he's been a part of this. So, Amit, we love you, buddy. Thanks for, for everything that you've done for us. Yeah, no, we, we, we really do appreciate you. I'm sure he'll be around, potentially guest speaker uh, here and there, but uh, as a permanent fixture. Yeah, you know, he's just uh, going to take care of home. Huh. That's important. So... Um, ready to talk about spending money irresponsibly, Kyle? Man, who you telling? Man. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, today's episode, like we talked about, spending money irresponsibly. Now, this isn't just talking about not saving money or not investing in money. These are things that you are spending money on that don't add real value to your life. And whether you know it or not, Kyle and I have a long list of ways that we have spent money irresponsibly. Come on, really? Really? Long list? Really? Long list. <laughs> <laughs> Getting defensive now, Rohit. Uh, which most I'm people will do. My, defending my purchases. <laughs> because they were not irresponsible. They meant something to me. <laughs> so, Kyle. Rohit. I, I think we should talk about uh, your shoe fetish. Fetish now, huh? It is. It's fetish now? It is. Okay. Uh, so, where do, we, where do we start? So, what I want to do is before we dive into why uh, people spend money yeah. and, and things like that on ridiculous things, ridiculous things, Let's or just call things it what that it they're is. not taking true advantage of, yeah. as my case will be, I think it's important for the audience to know what are some ways that you and I have done that? Because that's important because then they can identify, oh, I do the same thing, you know, and maybe not even realize it. Do we spend money irresponsibly? Well, that they do. So if they can relate to us on on ways that we've done it. Yeah, yeah. So we we you're saying we should identify ways that we've spent money irresponsibly. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you want to talk about the shoe thing? Yeah, let's do it. Man, in hindsight, it's irresponsible as fuck. <laughs> At the time, it was not. But as long as I've known you. Because I, I did whatever it took to reinforce the belief that I needed this next pair of shoes. Um, a lot of my purchases, and this is true, I think, were nostalgia-driven because I remembered seeing them worn at the time, right? It brought me back to a place in my childhood. But it didn't create any, like, true value for me. But I didn't really care. I didn't even ask myself that question. When I was at a different place in my life, both financially, spiritually, and mentally, I, I don't think I recognized it. 
because I truly believed I needed all these things. I needed all these shoes. <laughs> I kept buying them. I didn't have this particular color. I didn't have this. I didn't have the one that came out this year because it's different than the one that came out last year. Whatever it was. I think I prioritized things like that. Clearly over savings, over 401k at the time, over investments, over trying to buy a house at the time. It was not aligned with my future beliefs at all. But before we dive in, uh-huh. let's just, what are some of the ways that you've irresponsibly spent money? Spent money. On booze, on shoes, on food, on vacations, on lots of things. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? So, like, you share yours. Okay. <clears throat> I, don't, I don't understand what you mean. So, ways that, that I've spent money irresponsibly. For example, I've got probably what, 60 to 80 sets of Legos? Mm hmm. That can be seen as as being irresponsible. I buy <laughs> our episode shelf help mm-hmm. was a one that I really connected with. I've got so many personal development books. I've purchased so many um, not just personal development programs out there, but entrepreneurial programs as well. So much so that there's some that I've bought for thousands of dollars that I haven't even logged into. It's just, wow, this is really powerful. I like what this person is is doing. I find value in that program. I'm going to buy it. And then I buy it, and then I forgot that I even bought it. And it's not till I'm like cleaning up my email later on that I see, okay, here's your login information. Like, dang, that was like two years ago. <laughs> and forgot uh, I even did this. And some of them, it really hurts because I, I can think of... Two that I bought, one for 3K and one for um, 1500 If you bought the program and then executed it and then contacted them within a year, all you had to do was send them an email. I've completed the course. Here are the results that I've done. They gave you 100% of your money back. Hmm. He was like, I'm going to invest in you if you're willing to invest in yourself. And so there, I lost money because I forgot I even had that. And so to me, what... What I want to talk about with this episode is not just spending money irresponsibly like buying a 70-inch TV, getting a complete surround sound system, having all the, you know, all the subs in your cars and stuff like that, you know? That's not what I want to talk about, but there's so many different ways that that we can waste money. So after hearing you, I I wrote down, because you're you're looking at specifics, Mm -hmm. right? But we don't want to dive into why or how yet. Yeah. Gym is something I wrote down. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. I don't go to the gym. I hate being indoors during the summer. And I have two gym memberships. Oh. I have a gym membership to LA Fitness that I've had for I don't know how long. I'm really good at paying for it. Not so good at showing up. And my sister had a job at 24-Hour Fitness. And there was like some special program, a family plan thing. And I was like, oh, yeah. 24-Hour Fitness is like a mile away from my house. Like, oh, this is so convenient. I'll definitely go to the gym. I went like 10, 15 times. I have not canceled either one of those gym memberships. However, because I'm taking control of my life, I just sent in my cancellation letter for LA Fitness two days ago. (laughs) (laughs) 
But how long would it take me? Yeah. 60 bucks a month for these two fucking gym memberships, right? The other thing was Sling TV. I don't have cable because I don't really watch much TV. But I, I signed up for Sling TV a long time ago because I wanted to order a pay-per-view fight. I ended up not watching the fight at my house. Watched it at a friend's <laughs> house. Never canceled Sling TV mm-hmm. until last week. But how many months did I pay for that shit and not even really use it? I would go weeks, not even turning my TV on. And if I did turn it on, I watched something on Netflix. It's ridiculous. Little things like that. They just add up. So those are those are two things that come to mind. Two fucking gym memberships. Two. Wow. Yeah. And it's easy to fall into this trap because everything is going the subscription model. Mm-hmm. And so there's a difference between paying... $120 a year for Netflix or $10 a month. Oh, yeah. You don't notice $10 a month. But if someone said to you, Kyle, you can have Netflix for a year for even $100. Mm-hmm. Leave you a $20 discount. That sounds like a lot of money. $100? No, thank you. But $10 every month, you're like, okay, that's not too bad. Don't buy a couple of coffees or whatever. Yeah. You know, so it's not that big of a deal. But that's the trap that we fall into, especially with everything going subscription. That's the idea that we think immediately. Is it so, it's, oh, it's not even going to affect me. It's fine, whatever. Well, why don't you increase your commitment to your savings account that much? Or to 401k? Mm -hmm. Or to whatever investments? One of the the pieces of financial advice that I read that was so impactful for me. Say you are used to making $10 an hour. And then what, what happens is you build your life around $10 an hour. So no problem. It's within your comfort zone. And then you get a raise. Now you're making $12 an hour. So what's going to happen? Everyone thinks, oh, that's great. I'm going to have all this extra money. But no, because you adjust your life to now having $12 an hour. That much income coming in. And so we never truly have money because we keep expanding our comfort lifestyle you know before we expand our spend i was getting it yeah i was getting a 65 inch tv but now you know what i'm gonna go for the 70 so what i liked about this was the guy was saying okay if you have built your life around ten dollars an hour now that you're making twelve dollars an hour you're not gonna miss that extra two dollars have it automatically go to a savings account Hmm. automatically so you've built this lifestyle around ten dollars an hour you're still making $10 an hour, but now all of a sudden you truly earned a raise and not just kind of expanded your life hmm. or, or your spend, Yeah, which I thought was phenomenal. It's huge. Such a great idea. So that is one that I did practice when I was uh, at my former employer. How'd that work? Really well. Yeah. Because I didn't miss that extra money because I... In my eyes, I never truly had it. It was gone before you. Yeah. And and I'm seeing my, my net worth increasing. Mm-hmm. And so it was great. I have done that since. That's huge. Which is allowed me to have a lot of the freedoms that I now enjoy. Let's talk about why we spend. Oh, man. Why we spend. And I think you talked about it perfectly when you were talking about... Um, some of the reasons why why you went into shoes mm-hmm. is because you grew up seeing those shoes and now you want to be able to enjoy that. 
Yeah, I think one of the biggest reasons people will spend, well, what we'll call irresponsibly or illogically is because they're spending based on emotion. Shoes for me, in a sense, brought a certain emotion, right? When I was young, I didn't get shoes that I wanted. I got one pair of shoes per school year. So initially, it was a financial thing. And then secondly, it was how I envisioned the people that had these shoes that Michael Jordan was wearing on the court, right? I never had them as a kid. I recall having, you know, these feelings like seeing Michael Jordan playing these shoes, like it was the coolest thing in the world. And the cool kids had these shoes. So when I had the power to do it myself, I let all of that take over. All of those feelings, the nostalgia, the the fear that I missed out on something, um, all of that took over and led my decision making in those purchases. They weren't logical purchases. Mm-hmm. Maybe a couple of them um, I could see because it's okay to treat yourself. And I'm not saying that you don't deserve shoes because you deserve certain things and you should treat yourself to certain things. But it was pretty excessive. I have a closet in a spare bedroom completely full of shoes stacked from the top to the bottom. I have a shoe rack in the front that I probably have eight or ten pairs of shoes at. I got a shoe rack in the back in the laundry room that I probably have ten or twelve pairs of shoes at. I got stacks of shoes in the garage. It's uh, it's bad. I mean, and I could say I know people worse, but that's me justifying my purchases. That's me attempting to make my purchases sound logical or responsible because I know somebody who has more shoes than I do. That's what kind of stupid fucking argument is that? Realistically, right? That's powerful. How many? How many do you have? I don't know. Over a hundred. What percentage of the shoes that you own would you say that you've never even stepped foot in? Literally. 60% or more. 60 to 70% probably. Walk me through your thought process when you just walk by the Nike store. It's tough. So I, at that time I would still look for deals and stuff like that because nobody wanted to pay full price, but Sam worked for Nike, so I didn't really... So my experience, I think, was different. Mm-hmm. Uh, my boy Tone, like, always had connections, so it was like a phone call away. Hey, I need these on release day. Here's the money. So it wasn't... So you even knew, like, when shoes were being released? 100%. You have to, or you don't get them. This is such a new world to me. Yeah? I've never thought about that. It's like... Um... <clears throat> It's like when Star Wars comes out. You don't get to just show up the day it releases and get to see the movie and get a seat. Yeah. You got to plan this shit weeks in advance. It's the same concept. So, yeah. So, I, I think the experience is a little bit different than I think maybe what you're envisioning. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, because I wasn't waiting in line. Fuck that. People wait in line overnight, raffles. No, hell no. I don't need them For that shoes? bad. shoes? Absolutely. I don't need them that bad. If I can't make a phone call and have somebody... You know, set some aside for me or just give somebody some money and take care of it. I'm not doing it. So I think, yeah, I think what you're envisioning is a little bit different experience (laughs) than what it is. But I think that also fed into, um, it fed into the habit. It fed into the, the belief that I needed them. These other people were getting them too. 
Mm-hmm. I could not get them. Why would I think this is irresponsible? Because I see all these people around me getting them too. Well, these are responsible people. They're buying shoes. It's okay if I get two pairs. Because wow. I want to wear one, and I don't want the other one to be all fucked up. So yeah. I should probably get two. When you realize that these things don't align with your goals, you start to be like, maybe it is kind of ridiculous to have four pairs of infrared Air Max 90s. Why do you have four pairs of the same shoes, same color? Because you like them? Cool story, bro. That phrase, cool story, bro, mm-hmm. is such a, if, if used properly, it's such a gut check. <laughs> right? Because you're like, cool story, bro. It's, it's like, Oh, let me show you all these shoes I have. Okay, cool story. Nobody cares. It's like, oh, you. Yeah. I've I've got two friends that that I want to talk about. One of them is a member of this podcast, so I'll talk about him in a second. Um, but I've got a good friend, Pissette. You've met him, mm-hmm. and he has thousands and thousands of dollars of transformers. Um, every single one for every series. He doesn't open them. He'll sift through 30 just to find the box that is perfect. Mm. Um, doesn't open them, doesn't enjoy them, but but buys a ton of them. Not for investment either, um, which now, phew, he's sitting on a gold mine. But he's not interested in selling them. And what what his reasoning is, is because when he was a kid, he wanted these. And, you know, his parents couldn't afford it. But now that he's a grown-up, he can afford it. Mm-hmm. And so he does that. And I think that's a trap that a lot of adults fall into, is living nostalgically. I couldn't have this when I was a kid, but now that I can, I'm going to. And before you know it, 1 turns to 10, turns to 30, turns to 50. Retro gaming consoles, bro. Yeah. yeah. That's why they're a huge boom right now. Huge. Um, same thing with the movie industry. If you take a look as the movies that people grew up on. Star Wars. Jurassic Park. Yeah, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Like, they're redoing all these movies yeah. of stuff that Power Rangers, you know, stuff that people grew up oh, on. Oh, I forgot about the Power Rangers thing. And then the other one is Glenn. Um, Glenn has probably paid several people's salary at Microsoft. Oh, he, yeah, he has. Uh, for, I've known the guy for 10 years now, uh-huh. and he's got just thousands and thousands of games. I'm not talking about like dollars worth. I'm talking about games for Xbox, every Xbox console, every movie that comes out, every TV show that he comes out. He'll he'll just buy it. And I said to him, Surface Book. Yeah. And I've said to him several times, I'm like, I'm like, Glenn, do you realize like all the money that you've spent on this stuff? You could have bought a house by now. Because it's that much money that he's spending. He would spend probably about $500 a week. On all this new content, oh every God. game, every DLC, um, downloadable content for those that don't know. I recently <laughs> found out, so we're good. And what what does it for him is kind of like my other friend uh, Sakata collects. He in college he would collect khakis. Why? Because he had like two or three pairs, and someone was like, "Man, is your closet full of khakis?" Now all of a sudden, that's his thing. Subconsciously, he's not doing this on purpose. So now, whenever we went shopping, he would buy more khakis. Um, same thing with blank media, like CDs and DVDs. 
um, he would buy, you know, a, here's a great deal for 100 And so he would buy that. And then anytime anyone needed one, he, they could go to him. And they're like, man, Zach, you always have, like, blank media. And then at one point, he had over 2,000 blank DVDs and CDs that are now just pointless. Oh, completely. They're Frisbees. But what happens is we want to be known by something, a, a sense of identification. Mm-hmm. And so we put up this facade to impress people. Think about when someone buys a house, one of the first things that they do is buy a big TV. If you go into poor neighborhoods, the one thing that everybody has is a fantastic TV. Mm-hmm. All their cars have rims on them because they're doing it to impress people. Who are we really trying to impress? Cool story, bro. So you've got some rims. All right. What's your 401k? To make your car drive faster? You know? Yeah. Do you get better gas mileage with those <laughs> rims? And I think we have to take a look. Why are we doing this? It's something that I've come across with, with this house. I most definitely was putting on a facade for several reasons. I wanted people to come in and see me as a personal development guy. So the more I could, quote, remind them that I'm that guy, the better it would be. Um, there are things that I've gone above and beyond to showcase that I've GYST got my sh together mm-hmm. when it was just a facade. I was spending more time creating that facade and maintaining that facade. Had I grown, I wouldn't have needed that facade. And it's taken a lot of work to realize that. But at the beginning, it's like, you know, I, I come in and at the time I had a 55-inch TV. And people are coming in, wow, that's a 55-inch plasma? Like, what are you doing with that? Like, that's so old. It's like, oh, shoot, you're right. I need to get a 65. And even then, people are like, well, why don't you go to 70? It's like, why don't I go to 70? And, and I'm maintaining that image that other people had of me. It, by doing that, I lost myself because I made it more about my impression hmm. than about other people. Uh, I don't know if you knew me long enough, but, but Gummel definitely did. When I was in my apartment and then when I came here, I would do this thing called light switch goals to where... Oh, yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. You had uh, goals on every light switch in your house. Every light switch. Did I take any steps today? to get closer to my top five goals. And then I listed my top five goals. Originally, why I did that was a reminder to myself. I need, oh yeah, that this is a good reminder. Everywhere I go, that's a reminder. Not just that, but other people were holding me accountable as well. Whoa, oh, okay, that's, that's really cool. I've never seen anyone do this before. How are these coming along? Oh, they're coming along great. And then it wasn't until I moved into the house that it just started becoming background. It just... I became numb to it. It didn't mean anything to me anymore. And to prevent that, one of my favorite parts of this whole house is my quote wall. Uh, So for the audience at home, next to my kitchen, I've got a wall complete with quotes. Every single quote on there, I bought because it meant something to me. It wasn't just, oh, wow, this is a really good life quote. If it didn't speak to me, I didn't get it. And I love that area of the house because I take the time all the time 
to just sit there and appreciate each one. I'll think about it. I'll reflect on it. That's how we got one of our episodes. Uh, Myself, you, and Sam. We were down there taking a break. We looked at it. And it was a quote that really spoke to Sam. And he's like, you know what, guys? Like, can we can we do this episode? It's like, yeah. So we took it off the wall, brought it up here, and did it. And so um, we'll link to that in the show notes so you can see what episode that was. But there there comes a time when if, if you're spending money, why? what's the underlying reason? Are you trying to impress people? Are you trying to maintain a facade? Are you trying to relive your childhood? Are you trying to be nostalgic? What is it that is causing you to spend more money? Because we are doing that as, as just Americans. We make a dollar, we spend two. There's a reason why everyone has debt. Mm-hmm. We make a dollar and we spend two. It's too true. It's too true. We're, we're, we're guided by the wrong principles. I like... That you mentioned, um, take inventory of why you're spending money on things. An easy question I like to ask, I say this all the time on the podcast, is is this providing value? You'll find out that these are simply possessions. And possessions don't mean anything. I recently bought a home. Well, it's been almost a year now. Sometimes I'll forget to set the alarm every once in a while. Or, you know, we'll see something on like, uh, Emily's on this Facebook group for the neighborhood, like a neighborhood watch face group thing or whatever, right? And she'll say, well, what about this? What if somebody breaks in? I'm like, so what? Mm-hmm. That's what insurance is for. As long as we're safe, we don't give a fuck about anything in the house. Those are all nice to haves. I want can't live withouts. So that's another question you should ask yourself. Before you spend money... Is it a nice to have or is it a can't live without? Today I spent $13 at Jersey Mike's <laughs> for myself. You know how fucking expensive that is? It's $13. Yeah, whatever. Oh, Kyle, shut up. It's $13. It's $13 fucking dollars on lunch. If I did that every day, that's $260 in one month of work lunches. That is ridiculous. You know what you can get for $260? You can lease a brand new ILX from Acura if you don't eat Jimmy John's every fucking day or Jersey Mike's every day. So that's, I think, what we're getting at here is find out why you're spending money. Mm -hmm. If you're spending money on things that are just nice to have, what is the underlying reason? You really should focus on spending money on things that you can't live without. There's a, a, a couple things, that, and I know we're getting ready for Kyle's two-minute takeaway. Uh, a couple things I want to talk about. One is buyer's remorse. Mm. I will sometimes just go on offer up, and I see a great deal, and I buy it. And last week, I went to go pick up a media stand, and I was even talking to the guy. I was like, I don't even know why I bought this. And he's like, well, you don't have you know." It, it's cool. Like if you don't, if you don't want to buy it, you know, we had a good conversation and stuff like that. He's like, if you don't, I was like, no, you know, I'm, I'm right here. I might as well buy it. I've got three media stands in my kit, in my living room right now. Three, three media stands. That's, that's crazy. Full of what? Uh, no. So, Oh, I don't mean like DVD stuff. No, I know. I'm talking about the media stands too. I'm just using one. Yeah. 
the other two are just there. Because I'm like, which one do I want? And well, wait till next week when I buy another one. So one piece of advice is a lot of people love deal sites like Groupon and stuff like that. One of the one of the most powerful articles I read was these deal sites like um, Amazon deal of the day. Uh, group on Dude, lightning deals on Amazon. Lightning deals. Just talking about it with the homegirl tweet today. My goodness. Slick deals, tech bargain, like all these sites you're going to, and it's playing into your fear of losing out. And so you're like, wow, this is such a great deal. I need to spend money. FOMO. And all it is is just money going out, and you're going to have buyer's remorse. Now, one of the things that I want to talk about is there's there's so many people who need to fine tune and fine pick. Oh, I need everything to be thematic in my kitchen. What it's doing is it's addressing additional subconscious issues that you need to take a look at. If you're spending this money, if you make $1,000 a week, don't think you can spend $1,000 a week. Mm -mm. That's how you're going to go broke. Take care of what you need to take care of first, and then take a look at all your bills. There's plenty of websites out there that'll help you uh, Mint is a fantastic app, which will go through oh, yeah. and let you know where you're spending your money. It creates budgets for you, categorize all of your spending. I love it. And the thing is, like that might seem like an adult thing to do. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this podcast, you are an adult. Thank you. No more playing of of ignorance. Yeah. I didn't know any better. No, you do. Mm-hmm. Or you are empowered to. If you say to yourself, I wish I had more money, there's two things you can do. One is you can take a look at how you can reduce your spending, which I think is what the majority of the people would do. What I would suggest you do is take a look at how can you increase your value. As we get to closing, I'm going to mention this because I wrote it down and you kind of echoed back to it. Is I mentioned the gym and the Sling TV thing. The only reason why I remember those things is because I took time to review my spending, I took a look at all of my recurring payments that were coming out every single month. I looked at my credit card, both uh, my credit card and my debit card, because a lot of things that I have that are online, I put my credit card just for security purposes, right? Make payments every month. It was things like, why did I have Spotify and Apple Music? Right? It's fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Canceled Apple Music a long time ago. Why did I have two gym memberships? Why did I have Sling TV when I wasn't even using it? So it took me, it had been several years, this gym membership for LA Fitness that I never used. I'd only had two of them for probably six or eight months. But still, six or eight months, too fucking many. $67 a month for those two damn things, right? Add that up. But it took me taking the time to sit down and look at all my spending. I literally put it in an Excel spreadsheet. I was looking at my uh, bank statements online, punch them in Excel spreadsheets. So I was like, okay, what is that? This recurs every single month. What is this? Store 99, OneDrive, or whatever, right? All these things that I had. Okay, what is unnecessary? What What do I have that I don't even realize I have? And I don't even realize I'm losing this money. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. What is that for? So I can say that I have it? That's fucking stupid. No, let's get rid of it. So it, it took me to sit down and really consider that. So I would urge every single one of our listeners, that was the first thing I did was, what are these recurring payments that I have every single month? 
Now, what I do for a living outside of this podcast is exactly that. I work in cloud solution sales for enterprises in the, here in the Northwest. So I'm familiar with this recurring payment model. <laughs> I sell it every single fucking day. I was a victim of it because I didn't pay attention. I didn't revisit these purchases. So I, I fell victim to irresponsible money spending. Um, so yeah, I, I would urge every, everyone to take a look at that. Look at your recurring expenses. What's necessary? What can you live without? And, and lastly, I learned a lot from my younger brother when him and his wife, when him and his wife, Teal, before they got married, decided to both quit their jobs and move to South America for just shy of a year, eight, ten months or something like that. I forget how long it was. Um, they only had their possessions that they could carry with them. I gained a lot from that. If you can go all this time with only the things that you can carry in your back, on your back, in your backpack, what is the rest of it for? Creature comforts? To impress somebody else? Because you can live without it. So I would ask yourself that. Um, Not everyone may have an experience like that, so that's pretty pretty close to me and, and reminds me day in and day out of, of what I truly need and has really helped me rein in my spending. Um, but think about those things, I would say. So I leave you all with that. This was a good episode. Yeah. Because I, I have a feeling that as soon as um, recording session's over today, I'll be taking a look at... Because that's the other thing is all my bills and stuff are, are auto-paid. Automatic. Right? I can't tell you the last time I even logged into my any of my accounts to do an analysis. No, do it. And the one thing that I, I did do recently is, and I encourage all of you guys to do it as well, if you, if you have like Comcast, Xfinity, or whatever, they've got stores all over the place. You can go there and say, I, I'd like to do a review of my account. Uh-huh. Go to your cell phone carrier. I'd like to do a review of my account. Oh, yeah. And they can tell you like, okay... You're on this plan. It's it's outdated. Go to this new one. You can save more money and get more stuff. Yeah. So those services are available. Take advantage of them. Yeah. Don't be afraid to do that. Yeah. Or call. Yeah. There's lots of lots of resources out there, and um, just just take a look at it and and keep in mind that most irresponsible spending is emotional spending. Rohit thinks my shoes are ridiculous. I think his Legos are ridiculous. <laughs> But for whatever reason, we truly both believe that those were good things to spend money on at the time. Mm. So when you take a look at that, and when I get upset at Emily's yoga pants and her Lulu addiction, I understand that I was right there with these with these J's and these Air Maxes. So I, I get it. I get it. So listeners, thanks again, everybody, for tuning in to another fantastic episode of the GYST podcast. We hope you learned a thing or two about spending money irresponsibly and focusing on things that you can't live without, not merely things that are nice to have. Again, Rohit and I both encourage all of you to do a review of of your your monthly income, what comes in and what goes out before you even realize it. So with that, thanks again and tune in next week for another good episode of the GYST Podcast. Thanks everyone for tuning in to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together.